Alright guys, here we are back for another episode. This time I'm going to be covering the Shaman. Talking about the Shaman for a bit. Um, I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. Uh, all the other classes I've played to max level in vanilla. Uh, the, the classes that I have not leveled to max uh, and actually played in vanilla are Shaman and Paladin. Which is why they're two of the last three classes left. So if you're a super good shaman player and you know uh, everything there is to know about shamans, then uh, you're probably not going to learn anything, and you might probably know more than me. Like, obviously, I've played against a bunch of shamans, and I have played shaman uh, in World of Warcraft, but I have not leveled one to max in vanilla itself. Um, so I'm just going to put that disclaimer out there so that... I don't want to pretend that I'm the expert on every single class, because I'm not. So this is one of those classes where I know a lot about them, but not all the ins and outs and all of the little uh, minor adjustments to get the most out of the class. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you hear any misinformation, it's probably just ignorance on my part. But let's get into it. So the Shaman has... Um... Maybe the best, if not the best, very close to the best uh, class quests. They get uh, class quests for each of their totems. So fire, uh, water, earth, and air. So all of those class quests, while they're actually like kind of frustrating to complete, because they're kind of a little difficult, um, there's some running involved, and some of them are kind of like... Uh, if you haven't done them before, they can be a bit tricky to understand what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but they're all like super cool in terms of the lore, and there's just they just get a lot more than most classes do, and they actually have a major impact. They actually give you an item that you have to keep in your inventory in order to cast in order to cast the requisite totems for that specialization. Um, or that uh, element of nature, basically. So, as far as the spells, um, well, let me just talk about the shaman. So, shamans revolve around totems. Um, they revolve all, they revolve around nature. So, uh, and they can heal. Uh, most of their damage is in the form of lightning and or fire. And they heal with nature. So they're using quite a few of the different schools. Um, their early game spell... I'm just going to go through their spells kind of in a weird order. I'm just going to actually use the level that you get the spell the first time. Because if I try to do all the totems at once, I'm going to miss some. Um, and if I try to do... Basically, if I don't do it in this order, I'm going to miss some spells. So I'm just going to do it in this order for this... Uh, this podcast episode. So, level one, you get Healing Wave, which is your primary healing spell. You will get uh, both Healing Wave and Lesser Healing Wave. Uh, healing Wave is your bigger, longer casting heal, and Healing Wave is, or Lesser Healing Wave is quicker uh, and more mana intensive. Then you get Lightning Bolt, which, if you're playing Elemental, will be because so shamans have a healing tree they have 
enhancement, which is a physical damage uh, melee tree, and they have elemental, which is a spellcasting ranged tree. So if you're playing elemental, you will be using lightning bolt a lot, as it is a, your primary nuke, uh, both in PVE and in PvP. Uh, in PvP, you don't always get to cast it that often. A lot of the times you're using instant casts, which I'll get into later, but in PvE, it's your primary damaging ability. Uh, you get your first of your totems in the stone skin totem, which makes uh, it reduces the physical damage that you take. And all of the totems are party-wide, and they have a 20-yard range, which can be increased to a 30-yard range with a talent in the resto tree. Uh, but basically, they will... Um, they will whatever buff they give will be spread to your whole party as long as they're within 20 yards. Uh, then you get Earth Shock. So shamans get different shocks, uh, all of which share the same cooldown. So the first one they get is Earth Shock, which does nature damage and it interrupts and prevents spell casting. So if you hit the target, it will lock that school for a few seconds and it will interrupt whatever spell they're currently casting. And it's on a very, very low cooldown. Um, all of your shocks are on a low cooldown, but uh, they all share cooldown, so you can't use more than one at a time. You have to wait for the cooldown to come up for all of them to use a different one, or use the same one again. Uh, you get Earthbind Totem, which is one of your primary PvP totems. Uh, what it does is it pulses, which is a common theme with totems. So totems will uh, use their effect every few seconds, and it's called a pulse. So Earthbind Totem, when it pulses, it will slow everything around the Earthbind Totem. Uh, there's other ones like Magma Totem, which deal damage, and Tremor Totem, which remove debuff, or a CC, which I'll get into when we get there. Uh, Lightning Shield, this is a buff that you put on yourself, and the next three times you're attacked uh, by a spell or someone hitting you, uh, you will reflect uh, nature damage to that target. This is one of your primary uh, spells while leveling up, and you're basically always going to be using it um, in PvP. Basically, you just always put Lightning Shield on yourself, but while you're leveling, it's a very, very mana-efficient um, spell. Uh, to damage, mana to damage, so you will be using Lightning Shield a lot while leveling. Um, and then, so Shamans have weapon buffs, and the first one you get is Rock Biter Weapon, and what that does is it increases your attack power, and your auto attacks will also cause additional threat. So you can only have um, one weapon buff up at a time, but if you have, if you're dual wielding, so you're using two weapons, you can have different uh, weapon buffs on each of them, if you so pleased. Uh, then you get Stone Claw Totem, which is a, it taunts nearby mobs, and um, they will attack it instead of you until the totem dies. And so all totems have like no health. They all take like one auto attack to kill, except for the Stone Claw Totem. So the Stone Claw Totem is supposed to have more health, so it can actually tank for you for a bit. Um, also, one thing I should mention about totems is you can only have one totem out from each element of nature. So if you have an Earthbind Totem and you put down a Stone Claw, because they're both Earth Totems, the Earthbind Totem will go away, and now you'll have a Stone Claw instead. 
So then you have another weapon buff in Flame Tongue Weapon. And what this does is it deals fire damage uh, based on the speed of your weapon. So if you have a fast weapon, it'll deal less. And if you have a very slow weapon, it'll deal more fire damage on every swing. Uh, then you get your first buff totem, which is Strength of Earth. And what that does is increases the strength of party members um, by a decent amount. Uh, you're going to be using this while raiding. Uh, definitely going to be using this in PvP if you're buffing a uh, warrior or another class that's standing next to you. Uh, you get another shock in Flame Shock. And what this shock does is it's a damage shock. And it puts a... So it does fire damage. And then it puts a damage over time fire effect on the target. So this one only does damage. So... Uh, good for leveling, because it's a damage over time effect. Uh, good for keeping rogues from stealthing, because it's a damage over time effect. Uh, you'll use it some if you're elemental, but that's, for the most part, that's about it. If you're the other two specs, uh, the other shocks, both Earth, uh, Earth Shock and Frost Shock, provide utility. So you'll normally use those instead of Flame Shock. Uh, then you get your first damaging totem at level 10 when you can do your fire uh, fire quest, your call of fire. And it's a searing totem. And what that does, it's a, it's a little totem that shoots a nearby target for fire damage every few seconds. And um, it's another one of your primary leveling abilities and just adding like general damage. You just put it down and then it does damage for 30 seconds. So you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. It's just a free source of damage once you cast it. Uh, then you get ancestral spirit, which is your res. Uh, cannot be used in combat, obviously. Only druids get that, but it you do get a res as a shaman. Uh, you get purge, which is one of your most important abilities. Um, not quite as good as priest dispel, because dispel uh, can dispel your allies, whereas purge is only enemies. Um, but Purge is a very, very, very strong effect uh, on getting rid of your enemies' buffs and shields and healing over time effects, etc. Uh, then you get Fire Nova Totem. It's, this is a pretty important totem. Um, and if it's left up for four seconds, it will explode in a big AoE. Uh, and it does a quite a good amount of damage. Fire Nova Totem hits quite hard. Um... Then you get Tremor Totem. Uh, and what Tremor Totem does is this is another totem that pulses. And every time it pulses, uh, it removes fear, charm, and sleep effects. So very strong against uh, charm effects like Succubus or sleep effects like Hibernate or... Uh, well, there's not too many, but it's very good in PvE also. And then the big one is fear. It can, re it can remove fear. Uh, so while Alliance gets Fear Award um, for uh, Priests, the best thing that, uh, besides Will the Forsaken, that Horde get is Tremor Totem. Um, the only problem with Tremor Totem is that since it pulses, you can actually be feared out of range of it if you get feared right after it pulses, and then you run straight away from your own totem. Uh, it actually will not uh, cleanse yourself. It doesn't happen too often, but when it does happen, it is very frustrating. 
And then you get your big level 20 ability, which is Ghost Wolf. Uh, so you can turn into uh, a Ghost Wolf and you run 40% faster. Very useful for leveling. Um, it's a free second cast, which can be reduced with talents. Uh, it doesn't quite work as well as the Druid travel form, because if you're slowed and you shift in and out, it doesn't um, it doesn't get rid of slows. Uh, and the lowest you can possibly get the cooldown is one second, so you can never make it instant cast, which is um, it's a lot worse than the Druid travel form, but you get it 10 levels earlier, and it's still a very good mobility tool. Uh, then you get Frostbrand weapon, which is another weapon buff, and this one uh, it has a chance to cause additional frost damage and slow the target's movement speed for 8 seconds. So Frostbrand is normally not one that you use very much, because you have another slow, which I'll get into when we get there. Uh, then you get Healing Stream Totem. This is your first water totem, so after you do your call of water, and what it does is it uh, heals you uh, periodically. Uh, well, it heals you pretty quickly. Uh, it's like every two seconds, and it heals you and your group um, for, it's a very minor amount, but it, you just put it down and then forget about it, and it just keeps working over time. And then you get the big one, big ability, which is Frost Shock. So this is one of your core abilities, along with Earthshock. Uh, Earthshock is used to silence and deal damage, whereas Frostshock is used to slow uh, and deal a lot of damage. So Frostshock is more mana than Earthshock, uh, but it hits harder, and it slows movement speed by 50% for 8 seconds. Very, very, very strong. Frostshock is super important. And uh, so if you're a Shaman, you always want to try to apply Frostshock if you're uh, going for melee range um, and if you're trying to get away you also want to apply frost shock it's like one of your best abilities uh, then you get so shamans get both water breathing and the ability to run on top of water so they get to influence water quite a bit which can be very useful in certain quests and certain situations uh, like if you're in raffi basin and you're trying to run away from somebody you can just pop water walking and as long as you don't get hit you can just take off across the water and they can't follow you which is pretty funny uh then you get frost resistance totem sounds it does exactly what it sounds like increase your frost resistance for your whole group good for stuff like max ramas obviously uh you get farsight which is one of your coolest abilities you can cast it really far away and then your your vision will switch to that location kind of like how Mar mind vision works um, except you don't need a target to use uh, Farsight. You can just Farsight. And then you used to be able to Farsight jump, so you could Farsight into Farsight into Farsight, and you could, like look across the whole barrens. Now, normally mobs wouldn't be loaded in, um, but you could still look really far away, and you could keep chaining it. I don't know if that's going to be how it works, but it, it was very cool when you could do it. Then you get Mana Spring Totem, exactly like Healing Spring Totem. It just reduces, or Healing Stream, sorry. Just increases your uh, your mana region for everyone in your group. Um, very, very strong. You're going to be using that in raids uh, for leveling. Basically, it's always worth it to cast it if you're going to be in one spot for a long time and need to regen mana. Then you get Magma Totem 
which is another AoE fire damage uh, totem. But this one pulses, and it doesn't explode after a few seconds. Instead, it just stays up for 20 seconds and keeps causing fire damage over time. So it's like your AoE totem, basically. Uh, then you get Flame Tongue Totem, which lets you buff your group members with the um, uh, with the same Flame Tongue wep or bonus that you can put on your own weapon. You can now give it to your group. Um, now it doesn't work for yourself. Like you can't have your weapon buffs on and also have totem weapon buffs. Uh, and rogues can't have poisons on and also use um, totems. Like you have to have nothing else on your weapon in order to benefit from the flame tongue totem. Um, fire resistance totem, exactly how it sounds. Good for molten core, BWL. Um, you get wind fury weapon. And this is like the big, uh, this is what everyone remembers about shamans from vanilla. Uh, and so when I played, uh, when I had fun playing a shaman, and I, I had a lot of fun playing a shaman, but the main times I remember playing a shaman was I played on the server Hakar back in the day, which was a server that was released um, later on, so it wasn't like one of the first servers. So a lot of people went there like who were newer um, or wanted to re like uh, play on a fresh server that just came out. And I went and played there, and I played a bunch in the early days, and I got up to level 30 really quickly, and then I ran around in Duskwood, and I just griefed people who were trying to level for, like, days after school, because I was still in school back then, and this was <laughs> this was a long time ago, but I would just grief people with Frost Shock and Wind Fury, uh, and I would just go around one-shotting little, like, level 20 mages with my level 30, like, big two-handed weapon beating the crap out of people. So, what was Wind Fury, actually? Uh, and it got nerfed several times throughout Vanilla. Um, so we'll see what they go with uh, when we actually get the uh, Blizzard Classic servers. Uh, but what it does is your hits have a chance to grant you two extra attacks with extra melee power. Um, and so if that procs, uh, you would hit three times instead of one, uh, and they could all crit, and they would all do a bunch of damage, and they would all have increased attack power, and you could like beat like you could do like 70 to 100 percent of somebody's life, like just straight up kill them. Um, but the problem was, uh, which they'll probably not allow in vanilla or in classic when it comes out is Wind Fury could actually proc off itself. So each of those two attacks also had a chance to proc Wind Fury. So if you got insane RNG, you could have like ridiculous Wind Fury strings that could kill like anything. Um, but I don't think that will be in Classic. But if it is, it's going to be hilarious. Uh, and this is like, if you've ever watched a Enhancement Shaman PvP video, um, and there's a lot of them, like they're all running around with giant two-handers, and they get a Wind Fury proc and just one-shot somebody. And it's very, very strong. Um, enhancement um, is definitely not like a super strong spec for PvP. Uh, but if you know what you're doing and you have a good team to back you up, uh, you can be a, you can definitely be a juggernaut. 
then you get Grounding Totem. Uh, this is a really useful totem. And what it does is it will redirect a harmful spell cast uh, every 10 seconds, which like is crazy, crazy strong. So if someone's casting a Frostbolt and you drop a Grounding Totem midway through their Frostbolt, it will hit the Grounding Totem instead if they like finish the cast. Uh, and like, let's say uh, it eats like a Shadow Word Pain, which doesn't actually do any damage, the Grounding Totem won't even die. So if you stay near it, it can even absorb a second spell 10 seconds later, uh, which is super cool. Grounding Totem is very, very strong. One of the Shaman's best... Um, one of their best uh, totems. Uh, Nature Resist Totem, exactly what it sounds like. Useful for Encourage. Um, Astral Recall. Very cool spell. What it does is it uses it. It, it works as a second uh, Hearthstone. So wherever you set your Hearth, you can Astral Recall, and it has a lower cooldown than your Hearthstone. So you can like, uh, you can use your Astral Recall, go somewhere else, Hearth back, go somewhere else. Your Astral Recall will be back off cooldown. You can Astral Recall back again. Um, you can't put them to two separate locations, unfortunately, but. It is very strong and very useful to be able to teleport like more often than every, once every hour. Uh, then you get your reincarnation, which a lot of people just call Ankh, um, because that's what their reagent is. The reagent that you need to use it is an Ankh. And what it does is when you die, um, you can release spirit, or it'll give you a second option if you have the reagent and it's off cooldown. And you can resurrect yourself where you're standing and it's useful for if your group wipes, you can onk as long as you're in a safe spot and res everyone. Uh, in PvP, if someone survives with one health and you just and you die and you're like fuck this guy, you can onk and pop back up and frost shock him and he'll die. So uh, just make sure that if you onk to try and kill someone, you actually kill them because it's very 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 embarrassing if you die and then onk and then die again that's not a good feeling don't don't be that guy nobody wants to be that guy so make sure you're going to actually get the kill if you're going to blow your cooldown it does have an hour long cooldown also but it is very very strong um wind fury totem works the same as flame tongue totem you can give wind fury to your whole group uh which is why shamans are always in the uh melee group in raids so you can drop Wind Fury Totem and your um, your Strength of Earth Totem. So you can buff all your melee. Uh, very strong for raiding. Somewhat strong for PvP. Like if you're playing like a duo as a warrior, uh, you want to be standing next to him and drop a Wind Fury and hope that he, he one-shots somebody, which can be very funny. Um, let's see. Chain Lightning. Uh, this is your hardest hitting nuke as an elemental shaman. So when you use uh, elemental overload or nature swiftness, or uh, sorry, elemental mastery um, or nature swiftness, uh, if you were trying to do damage, you would um, you would use chain lightning. Uh, because it does have a longer cast time than Lightning Bolt. 
uh, but it hits harder. And if you're if you're not just trying to use it in single target, it is also an AOE ability, which is why it's called Chain Lightning. And it jumps to nearby targets, but it does reduce damage to them. Uh, but it is your hardest hitting nuke. Uh, let's see, Sentry Totem. Um, man, it's real bad. You can like use it to scout or something. Sentry Totem is worthless. Let's be real. I mean, there's probably some niche uses that you can use it, and it's kind of fun. But like, the Sentry Tone was just bad. Um, not not everything was a winner in vanilla. Uh, disease cleansing totem. Uh, cleases cle cleanses diseases. Uh, you get also get a poison cleansing totem. Uh, more useful because you can actually use it in PvP. Uh, you can put down a poison cleansing totem right before you expect to get blinded. And if you're correct and the rogue blinds you, it will cleanse yourself. Um, it will also cleanse uh, Viper Sting um, from Hunters. So poison and disease cleansing totem, both useful, both good stuff. Uh, Storm Strike, I'll get into that when we get to Enhancement. Um, chain heal so this is one of your primary healing abilities um, probably your primary if you're going to be raiding and what it does is it's a smart heal that uh, you cast it on one target and it heals them and then it jumps to nearby injured targets um, but with each jump it gets reduced in effectiveness uh, it's only 50% as effective so it keeps getting cut in half but it is a very, 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 very strong AoE healing ability, which is why shamans are normally AoE healers. Um, sometimes they can be single target, but they are normally your AoE healers for the horde uh, because of chain heal and how strong it is. Uh, I'll get to Manatide Totem later. All right, so quick behind the scenes look. So I actually, the list I was using was not fully updated or not correct because I knew I was missing some spells so I actually had to run to a shaman trainer on a private server just to check what spells I was missing because I knew that that list was was off so some other totems are windwall totem uh, which reduces range damage grace of air totem uh, both of which are air totems and grace of air increases agility of your party members and you also get uh, Cure Disease and Cure Poison. And then later on you get um, Cure Disease Totem and Cure Poison Totem. And you also get uh, Tranquil Air Totem. Uh, it reduces the fret of your party members uh, by 20%. So hopefully that's all of them and I didn't miss any other totems. Let's hope for the best, or any other uh, any other abilities. Okay, so now we're gonna jump into some talents. Uh, so for PvP, um, your role as a shaman is very different depending on what your spec is. Um, if you are a elemental shaman, um, you are a spellcasting ranged character that assists in DPS. Uh, but you're also kind of a beast in 1v1s. You are pretty tanky, uh, and you hit really hard with a um, 
you're almost always going to be one-hander plus shield. You pretty much don't want to use the staff um, or a mace or anything because uh, you want the added survivability. Uh, you'll still hit plenty hard. Um, and you want to be using, like, if someone gets on top of you, you want to be using Frost Shock, your fire damage totems. Uh, if someone's on top of you, you oftentimes don't get to cast, like, lightning bolts and chain lightnings that often. Um, but if you're just attacking with your team at ranged, you'll be using lightning bolts and chain lightnings, and you're just hitting really hard. Um, now, again, I'm not super experienced as a uh, shaman player, so I came up with some talent builds. If you're like, um, if you have a better idea or you think I'm off on some points, you know, just fix it how, how you like it. Uh, I think they're mostly correct, but obviously there's some room for, um, uh, there's some room for disagreements. Like even something as simple as if you're playing an elemental shaman in PVP, do you want elemental mastery or do you want nature swiftness? Now, you probably want Elemental Mastery, but I could totally see why you would want Nature Swiftness, too. You can cast a Lightning Bolt and Nature Swiftness a uh, a Chain Lightning and then Frost Shock them. Like, sure, that sounds strong. Or you can just pop Elemental Mastery and guarantee you create your next spell. So, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's some flexibility there. Uh... I went for Concussion, increase the damage done by your Lightning, Chain Lightning, and Shock spells. I think that one's pretty obvious. Uh, you don't need the mana for a PvP. Uh, it'd be nice if you could fit it in, but I couldn't fit it in. Uh, increase the damage done by your Fire Totems. So this is mostly for your uh, Fire Nova Totem. Your Fire Nova Totem is a big source of damage. It's a very bursty spell. Um, and you're getting the relevant talent later on to make it... Uh, go off quicker so it goes off in two seconds as opposed to four and it does a very very significant amount of damage uh elemental warding reduced damage taken uh from fire frost and nature sure sounds good elemental focus gives you clear casting clear casting works the same as for mages and for druids it just um, after you cast a fire frost or nature spell your next spell um will cost uh 100 less mana uh, your next damaging spell. Uh, Call of Thunder, increase your critical strike chance of your lightning bolt and chain lightning. Good. Eye of the Storm, when you get crit, you'll get um, focus casting, which makes you not get pushed back when you take damage. Uh, so if you are trying to cast a lightning bolt or a heal um, in melee range and somebody crits you, at least you won't get pushed back any further. Uh, improved fire totems, I talked about that. Storm Reach, increased the range of your lightning bolt and chain lightning, good. Elemental Fury, increased the critical strike damage bonus of your fire totems and your fire frost and nature spells by 100%. So what that means, again, how a crit in vanilla is 1.5 times as effective as a normal um, non-crit. And with Elemental Fury, that means it becomes twice as effective as a non-crit. That's what that means. Uh, lightning Mastery, reduce the cast time of your Lightning Bolt and Chain Lightning spells by one second. And Elemental Mastery, when activated, the spell gives your next Fire Frost or Nature Damage spell a 100% crit chance 
and reduces the mana cost by 100%. Uh, I'm pretty sure that has a three minute cooldown. Might be two minutes, but I f it's either two or three minutes. Um, improved healing wave, reduced cast time of your healing wave. Uh, improved reincarnation, so you can reincarnate more often. Uh, totemic focus, uh, you get some spell hit with nature's gu guidance. Uh, uh, sorry, totemic focus just reduces the mana cost of your totems. Um, totemic mastery increases the range of your totems. Um, like the effectiveness for your friendly targets. So it goes from 20 to 30, which is huge. Very, very important. Uh, and tidal mastery. Increase the critical effect chance of your healing and lightning spells by 5%. So just buff up your... Uh, lightning bolts and chain lightnings. Uh, now for enhancement for PvP. Um, let's see, I had a... Uh, again, there's some flexibility here. I went with Ancestral Knowledge. You'll definitely want to be using a two-hander uh, for PvP. Um, oftentimes when you're leveling, uh, you'll be using... Uh, you'll either be going for two-handed Wind Fury or you'll be going for one hand plus a shield with flame tongue. Uh, and they're really just whether you want consistency or um, burst. And different people swear by different things. Uh, but often, but most of your damage will also be coming from uh, lightning shield and searing totem. Um, I, didn't, I guess I didn't really talk about how good shamans are at leveling. I would consider them uh, average. So maybe slightly below average. Probably slightly below average. They don't really have anything great going for them. Um, they have some pretty efficient uh, abilities like Lightning Bolt or Lightning Shield, sorry, and Steering Totem. Uh, but I mean, there's nothing that really sets them apart and puts them above other classes. So let's see. Thundering Strikes. Increase your chance to get a critical strike with weapons. Uh, improve Ghost Wolf. Reduce the cast time of your Ghost Wolf. Uh, those might be, those might not be necessary. You might be able to put those somewhere else. Um, enhancing totem increases the effect of your strength of earth and grace of air totems. Two-handed weapons allow you to use two-handed axes and two-handed maces. So you actually can't use them unless you're specced into enhancement, which is kind of funny. It's pretty unique. Um, flurry, increase your attack speed by 30% for your next free swings after dealing a critical strike. Uh, elemental weapon increase the melee attack power bonus of your rock biter weapon by 20%. Wind fury weapon effect by 40%. Increase the damage caused by your flame tongue and frostbrand weapon by 15%. So basically, just buffs all your weapons. Uh, you get parry. So another thing that you don't get unless you're specting enhancement, you get to parry. Uh, weapon mastery increases the damage you deal with all weapons by 10%. And storm strike. It uh, gives you an extra attack, and the next two sources of nature damage are increased by 20%. Um, then you go into Elemental. Uh, increase the damage done by your lightning, chain lightning and shock spells by 5%. Uh, elemental Warding, reduce the damage taken. Call of Flame, increase the damage done by your fire totems, yada, yada, yada. Now you're going to go Reverberation because you're not going to be casting Chain Lightning and Lightning Bolts, so instead you're going to reduce the cooldown of your Shock Spells. And again, these are very important for... They're probably even more important for Enhancement than they are for Elemental, because these are like your utility. Uh, they're your slow. It's how you catch people. Uh, it's your Earth Shock, so like 
to prevent someone from casting a Frostbolt or casting a Heal or casting a Polymorph. You want to be Earth Shocking those as often as possible. Um, and then you get Elemental Devastation. So your offensive spell crits will increase your chance to get a critical strike with melee attacks by 9% for 10 seconds. Um, you can also probably move those somewhere else if you want the points. Same with Improved Fire Totems, which reduces the delay of your Fire Nova Totem. Like these are some definitely some like flex points if you want something else. Um, but one thing to remember about playing Shaman and down ranking spells is important for all of the classes, but for Shaman it's very important uh, because your utility spells can be used at rank one. So you need to have rank one earth shock and rank one frost shock bound for everybody for all your shaman specs because it's important like if you're low on mana that you can still cast a frost shock to catch up to somebody or run away and to cast an earth shock to interrupt even if you're using rank one earth shock it still interrupts the target so um it's not ideal but like it is very important that you always have the rank one spells bound so you can use them even if you're low on mana. Uh, so that's enhancement. Now, as far as enhancement goes in um, in organized PvP, it is um, kind of difficult because you are a very, very kiteable class. You're very susceptible to kiting. Um, but when you get on top of someone, you do have massive burst potential. So you really want to play around your team. Uh, you kind of need them to distract, make space, and then you you can sort of dive in on somebody and uh, like blow somebody up. Or if a warrior charges into your group, you'll probably be going on the warrior because like if you just try to make a rush for their healers, you're very easy to shut down. Um, unless you have like a priest who's just chain like dispelling you. So they can't CC you at all. Um, but even then, if somebody gets like a hamstring onto you, like you're very, very susceptible to CC. So keep that in mind. And then for um, PvP healing, uh, I just threw together a 21-0-30 build. Um, because Manatite Totem... Uh, which is the 31 point resto talent is very strong for PVE. Well, not very strong. It is strong for PVE, uh, but it's pretty bad for PVP. Like Manatite Totem is not super useful. Um, so, I mean, you could definitely still take it, but it's not like you can do some other stuff with those points. You can, uh, you can go down and get parry if you want to spec into enhancement and make yourself tankier. Uh, you can get all the tank uh, talents in Enhancement. I, I opted to go for the uh, damage talents in Elemental. So when you're not healing, you can assist the DPS. Um, I'm not really going to go over this spec. I'll put it in the description. Um, because there's so many options you can do. Like As long as you're getting Nature Swiftness and the healing things in Restoration... That's really, like, all you need. Uh, now, if you're playing a Resto Shaman um, in PvP, you want to make sure to be dispelling uh, 
poison, very important to be dispelling your your other classes that can't get rid of Viper Sting. Um, you want to be sure to be putting down your weapon buff totems. Make sure you're in the same group as your big warriors um, or rogues or anybody who's using uh, weapon buffs. I mean, rogues will be using poisons, so they won't really be affected. But um, weapon buffs are very important, and you need to make sure you're in the right group. Um, if you're in the group with like casters, you want to be putting down your mana spring. You want to be putting down grounding totems to protect people. And then you just want to be assisting in healing. Um, you're mainly going to be using healing and lesser healing. You're not really going to be using chain heal unless it's a perfect scenario. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much just healing as a rest of shaman. Uh, you want to just you don't have also like if you can you also want to be frost shocking and earth shocking and assisting in damage when you can but for the most part you don't have like any super important responsibilities uh instead like your overall battle strategy is to just like assist people like you're not like throwing a blessing of freedom oh purging sorry purging is very very important purge the crap out of the enemies when you get in range because, like, just like the Paladin's important responsibility in PvP is to put a Blessing of Freedom on the Warrior, the Shaman's important responsibility in PvP is purging that Blessing of Freedom off of the Warrior. So, that's one of your big responsibilities, is purging. Purging is very, very strong. And then using your totems effectively. Now, for PvE... Um, Element, I'm, again, all these builds are going to be in the description, so I'm just sort of going to skip over a lot of them and just let you look for yourself. Because, again, I'm not 100% sure of these builds, so I don't want to uh, tell you, like, oh, this is the way you should be building. Because there might be a more optimal build, or you might be an experienced shaman player and have your own idea of what is a better build. So I'll just put them in the description if you're like, hey, he got this wrong. You know, just do what you think is correct. Um, but uh, Elemental Shaman in PvE is a complete, like, mana hog. Very similar to the uh, Moonkin Druid. They just, they have huge mana issues. They have no real way to regen mana. Um, so you need to be using a lot of consumables. Um, you're, you're going to be using mostly lightning bolt and maybe some chain lightning. Uh, you can't really use your flame shock because it's like a personal DPS increase. It doesn't help the group. Uh, but you will be using your totems to buff your party with whatever they need. Strength, agility, uh, mana, uh, wind fury, whatever it is that you're going to be buffing your group. Uh, make sure you always have the relevant totems. Uh down um and then for enhancement um now you're a melee uh damage dealer um uh, again totems are your primary responsibility you can't really um i mean you'll probably be doing some spot dispels uh, if there's a, a nasty disease or a nasty poison, since those are the things that shamans can remove. Um, purging, if purging is a mechanic on some bosses, it is. 
uh, other than that, you just want to make sure your totems are down and you want to be um, just beating the crap out of the boss. It's not a spec that I'm super familiar with, but again, these are both these are both builds that you'll have to overcome people's preconceptions because they are both um, a hybrid DPS spec, so they're not very strong um, unless you're played at a very high level with a lot of understanding and consumables behind it. You really need to work to get the most out of these specs, and you definitely can, uh, but it's not like a... It's not like a primary raid spec that people are super like excited to have a bunch of bunch of you running around. So keep that in mind. Um, now, as far as the restoration spec, the restoration spec is extremely simple. You get five points in ancestral knowledge to increase your maximum mana, and then you put 46 points into resto, and that's the spec. Um, there's nothing you need from any other tree at all. Uh, you might, if if you don't run that many shamans, you might have one shaman who dips into enhancement and gets the totem buffs uh, to buff up your melee group uh, with the relevant totems. But uh, otherwise, you'll just be running a massive amount of points in restoration to get all the goodies, um, and you'll either be main tank healing or you'll be uh, AOE healing, probably AOE healing, and you'll just be spamming chain lightning and putting the correct totems down. And then you, you know, collect epics. That's what we do in this game. We collect purples. Uh, so that's the shaman. Um, again, I gave that disclaimer at the beginning. Um, I'm not super knowledgeable about late game shaman. Uh, I did play one in vanilla to like level 35, uh, but that is the highest I've gotten in vanilla. Obviously, later on, I had one, I think at either 70 or 80, I had a shaman, obviously, but that's not even close to the same thing. So uh, I'll put this disclaimer also for the Paladin video, where some of my information might not be completely correct. Uh, but hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed. Uh, I am looking forward to playing a shaman. Because I will be playing a shaman, um, not as my first character, but probably in the top three or four. Um, because that's kind of what I'm looking forward to classic, is I'm finally going to get a chance to play all the classes um, to max level and try some different stuff out. Um, I'm probably going to try to play an elemental shaman. I think that's sort of what I'm uh, I'm angling towards. Although I might also play Resto. I don't have too much interest in Enhancement because I have done it before. Um, so I'll probably stick to Elemental or Resto when I do make a Shaman. Uh, but I highly recommend Shaman. I think it's a great class. Uh, definitely can be very high skilled. Oh, another problem is I'm also rolling Alliance in the beginning. So <laughs> another issue was trying to play a Shaman. Uh, so it definitely won't be one of my first few characters, but maybe after a little bit, I'll make a Shaman. Um, but, I mean, I've seen tons of Shaman do a lot of work in PvP. Some of the scariest sh some of the scariest people I've run into on vanilla servers are uh, elemental Shamans who really know what they're doing. They just, they seem to take no damage and they seem to kill you in like three seconds. So definitely a very scary class. Um, but I kind of breezed through the talents, so check those out in the description, you know, if you have some improvements, you know, 
go for it. I'm not saying that all of these builds are perfect for any of the classes, uh, but for most of the classes, I think my builds are, if not perfect, at least very close. Whereas some of these builds, who knows? Maybe I'm really far off and you have a better idea. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed. Uh, thanks for listening. And I'll try to get the last two classes out. And then we'll move on to some other topics. So thanks for sticking around. Uh, have a good one.